Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast, brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of America's Off-Road Podcast. Before we dive into the episode, we've got a special guest today. Cooper is with me. What's up, Coop? I'm, I'm the special guest. Nope. We Thanks, got a, buddy. We got a special guest. I'm always the special guest. <laughs> uh, but before we dive into introductions on our guest, as always, it's appreciated that you guys tune in, listen. Uh, you can find us iTunes, <clears throat> Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, all the places you listen to your podcast. And if you guys want to get a little engaged or send us a question, have questions on a previous podcast episode, reach out, podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. Did you just ask them to marry you? Oh, geez, Cooper. Every intro. Wow. That's how every intro starts. Anyways, you guys know the drill. Desperation. Today, we are really excited. We've got our second, actually our third brand ambassador. Mm-hmm. He is the founder of Elk Shape, Mr. Dan Statton. How you doing, Dan? What's up, guys? Super stoked to have you. Um, like I said, one of our newest brand ambassadors, as of like, I don't know, 20 minutes ago, we just got the truck finalized. Yeah, wrapped on. We'll Looks dive good. into uh, some of those details, but why don't you tell us a little bit about um, kind of what you do, and then we'll dive into some involvement and how we're going to kind of partner together and uh, what we did to your truck. Yeah, what is Elk Shape? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Mr. <laughs> Cooper. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's... It's fun being here. I'm, I'm a local guy, so it's a five-minute drive to come hang out with you guys. So that's pretty handy. Um, I'm down the road from you. I'm I'm a self-employed guy. I started Elk Shape probably 2013 as just kind of a, a little side hustle. I love the premise of getting ready for elk hunting. Uh, elk hunting is something I'm pretty passionate about. And um, I also, let me back up. And like a career strength and conditioning coach, right? Right. Like that's my jam is uh, if you want to get ready for any sport, any specificity, I got you. Um, and 
somewhere along the way, I fell in love with elk hunting about 20 years ago. And so I've, in fact, I changed career plans because of elk hunting, um, strength and conditioning coaches, specifically NFL, which is what I wanted to do and where my grad school and my internships kind of led me. Um, I realized that strength coaches don't hunt. They're on the sidelines every Sunday the and they're in the <laughs> weight room Monday, Tuesday, um, all in season. And their job is to keep everybody injury free. And uh, you're not going to be in the mountains chasing bugles. What, chasing is, what is football season during elk season or something? <laughs> yeah. What? That's not going to work for me. So <laughs> I decided to, to pull the reins in and to kind of go more like, high school collegiate athletes and then to um somehow where along the line i did a little bit of crossfit as well and opened a gym up but i've always been elk hunting and somewhere along the lines i kind of found this thing called elk shape where i can help people kind of get in the best shape so that they have an enjoyable experience in the mountains so that's so truly elk shape is just a way to help people it's evolved from there but that's how it got its start that, that's <clears throat> when you when you when I first read the name Elk Shape, I didn't think of it like being physically in shape. It was more like the shape of an elk. Oh. And it's, it's uh, I don't know, kind of outlined. But <clears throat> so Elk Shape, now that you've explained it, makes a whole heck of a lot more sense. And as a guy who, who has hunted elk, they, they like the vertical stuff a lot. They like, so yeah, being, being in shape for that, unless you're a road hunter. Yeah, no, I mean, elk don't want to die and they live in amazing landscapes and uh, to go where in their backyard, uh, you, you know, you don't have to be in the greatest shape, but you will enjoy it more. Oh, yeah. And you might be able to do it for a longer trajectory in life. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I got plans on taking my grandkids and their kids elk hunting. So I'm hoping to get in my 80s, 90s and still be on the mountain somehow, some way. Yeah. And in order to do that, you got to kind of have take care of that trajectory. So, yeah, we do a lot of different things from elk shape camps. We do a lot of digital media, a lot of content, and uh, which is why I stole your seat when we got here. I did not want to be a Dan sandwich. So, for you watching, I yeah. tried to take Cooper's seat, and uh, he totally power moved me and said, "No." Nope. He tried to cut the wrong one from the herd. <laughs> <laughs> so, how long have you been doing the elk shape? How yes. many years now? So how is he sweating already? I don't know. I, you know, this, I was I was looking over there thinking, like, does he need a... Do you have a towel? This camera is, or this light is just like... I have one also. Yeah, I know. Well, it's making me hot. I'll be your towel. Oh, boy. wow. There we go. He may sweat a lot, but that dude's got the best beard game I've seen anywhere. That's so probably I, why he's on fire. I should, we should have put swamp cooler in here before. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let me ask. Let me ask. Does he look more like a dwarf or an Ewok? Oh my god! <laughs> I just this is. I know. I know our listeners. Our listeners out there want to know. This is the hard hitting stuff they want me to ask. Oh, that is. I do it for you. Ironically enough, we did one of our our last trips because, yeah. um, aside from finding awesome brand ambassadors like you, we go on a lot of events, and we went to outdoor retailer. And funny side story, I walk up to this this really cool company that Brian and Cooper had previously talked to. And I'm like, Hey, I'm Kyle with Hopper power products. You know, my owner stopped by and general manager. Galio. And they were like, Oh, you're the Hobbit. And I was like, Oh <laughs> man, it's like, shoot. Yeah. But I think it says something that he knew exactly 
who you were based on that. Like, true. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's he, going to remember he me. He does forever. look like a hobbit. That's true. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. I don't even remember what you asked me. I'm sorry. Uh, how long have you been doing that? <laughs> we get sidetracked liar. It was the, so, gl- the glistening. So you, you, yeah, man, this room gets hot. You dove into um, fitness, fitness kind of, you fell in love with the elk stuff. How long have you been doing elk shape? When did you find it? Um, yeah. So we, we founded uh, a thing called Train to Hunt in 2010 one of the first websites dedicated to online programming for hunters. Oh, cool. Um, since then in 2013, uh, I sold my half to my partner and I started all over. I didn't want to like work with sheep hunters and right. all sorts of crazy hunters going across the world. My love was elk hunters, blue collar guys that just go out on their days off or save up for their two weeks vacation and go hit the the public ground. So 2013, I started it, but really 2016, as I kind of started figuring out how to run a business and not do everything myself and hire people to do some things, I started freeing up more time, created more systems, duplicated myself. And so I put more energy into Elk Shape, kind of went digital, started a podcast, started a YouTube, created some social accounts, and then just kind of jumped on the content treadmill. And I've been running on that thing ever since. And uh, it's uh, it's fun, man. It's not even a real job. I, we're, we're recording a podcast and making fun of Kyle. Right. And, and it's just, awesome. Right. Just living the dream. <laughs> this, is my, this is my every day. <laughs> so, so as far so, as as far as that goes, so you've got the fitness aspect of elk, elk shape. And then, of course, you obviously like getting out and hunting. Um what is it you do outside of the fitness realm as far as the elk shape goes and, and to help hunters and things like that? Yeah, I mean, the fitness to me is a part of it, but it's not the whole deal. Um, we help people through the elk hunting learning curve, and it's a big, steep one. Most people, especially through COVID, we got a bunch of new people interested in I'm hunting. Sure of that. And um, it's exciting for me <laughs> because as the U.S. population continues to grow we need hunting to grow just to be four and a half percent of the population so if we don't keep hunting growing it's going to continue to just kind of slowly decline so we teach people the elk hunting learning curve teach them the ropes there's a lot to it from where to go and set your camp how do you find elk and then how do you get elk killed and their behavior, their the tactics? And there's a lot of nuance. And so we uh, cover that. Wind direction. Oh, yeah. The thing, the the wind mm. where the elk can smell you. Yeah. Wait, yeah. elk can smell? Yeah, yeah I heard crazy. that. Yeah, no. They, can so, they hear too? They they have pretty big ears. <laughs> pretty big ears. They could hear my lungs the first time I was climbing a hill. <laughs> there was nothing stealthy about me. <laughs> so, and you guys are primarily archery stuff, right? Yeah, for the most part, we do focus a uh, majority of our time on archery, but that's not to say we can't help those with muzzleloader and sure. rifle um, spears. I know you're into that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like hand-to-hand. Hand-to-hand. Maybe, hand-to-hand it's more Maybe fair. a little folding Swiss Army knife. <laughs> but for like your audience, like a lot of people just that don't know hunting tend to not even flinch really when you tell them, hey, oh, I'm an archery elk hunter versus you're like, Hey, I'm a rifle hunter. Right. I shoot them right off the road. That's kind of the, yeah, the dogma to it, the stigma. And so, yeah, I think it is pretty fair to help to hunt yeah. elk with a bow and to chase them in the backcountry. And um, you know, success rates are 
they hover around less than 10%. So if a thousand guys are trying to kill an elk, not, e not even a hundred of them yeah. are going to get one. Um, but all thousand are spending expensive dollars, like lots of money on gear. their tag. Oh yeah. The license, the gear, um, the time to get there. And all that money is taxed for the Pittman Robinson act. So that's uh, something where all the money from rifle sales, ammo sales, bow sales, go, that money from the federal government will take that money and disperse it through all the states to help manage our wildlife. Mm -hmm. You don't own it. I don't own it. We own it. And so collectively, those, that, those dollars are helping keep the animals on the landscape as well as the states. So like if uh, Idaho charges me, a non-resident, 600 bucks, um, they charge a resident six bucks or whatever, or 14 bucks. So right. those non-resident dollars really help create the budget to hire the biologists to do the counts and the studies, to hire the game wardens, to hire, to really just to help manage the resource. So if once you get over hunting and the act of killing, because you kill an animal every time you're at a grocery store, if you're buying a steak, you swipe right. your debit card, yeah. you done killed something yeah. <laughs> indirectly. Whereas hunters, you know, their dollars are largely what support conservation and animals on the landscape. They put their money where their mouth is. And that's why I'm a proud hunter. So, and it doesn't get much fresher. No, it's so, oh, meat is so backstrap good. off an elk. Mm. Ooh, yummy. Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't share that. <laughs> I rarely do too. Man. My, my dad does. He shared it with Kyle. Oh yeah, that's right. That was a good story. Yeah, his dad shot yeah. a pretty nice bull. I should I should tell you that it's, it's a funny story. <laughs> I think the listeners want to hear it. Story. So my my dad he's retired Air Force twenty five years and his like um, main goal in life was to get that military hunting tag that lets him hunt any state anywhere anytime. <clears throat> Even though he's never going to leave our property, we have some property over in Idaho. And he was telling me, oh, son, I got, I know exactly how you're going to get an elk. This is telling you, this is, this is what you got to do. <laughs> you got to come up to the shop, right? And you open the garage door about halfway and you move the lazy boy right over there, right? And then you go over to the stereo and you put on some music you know i don't know find young cannibals something get yourself a glass of wine this is how he told the story get yourself a glass of wine and you go you go sit down and uh well i finished my glass of wine and i i fell asleep and then i woke up and i was like oh wow there's an elk right there so i sat up with my gun and uh, I aimed and I was like, oh, gosh, I left the safety on. <laughs> so I got the safety and then I lined it all up again. And you know what? You were right. Shooting that in the shop was really loud. <laughs> so then I like, I winced and I was like, oh, and I dropped the gun on my lap. And I looked back and I had no idea where that elk had gone. Oh, no. So I was like, whoa. I don't want to walk up on him and spook him. Maybe I should have another glass of wine. <laughs> he sat back down, enjoyed his glass of wine, walked out. And when you know it, that thing dropped right where it was. He hit him right in the heart. <laughs> now, I would like to say that his approach to hunting is flawed. 
<laughs> Except that he has gotten something every year doing that. Wow, man, <laughs> you can't hate the player. You got to hate the game. Right. <laughs> like, for reals? And that it was it was a good looking. So yeah. here I am, damn near killing myself with fifty pounds. <laughs> Twenty six miles into the back. You just need some and wine and some CDs. <laughs> I think yeah, man. I'm a, I'm doing it all wrong. So why am I even on this podcast right <laughs> <You> now? <laughs> just, I can tell you why. Because there's a whole lot more to it than than the kill. There is the scenery. There is oh, the yeah. stock. There is the stories that you have around the campfire with your buddies. There is so much more to it than just the kill. The kill is like, awesome. I put some meat in the freezer. You feel good about yourself. You're going to eat well. Your family's going to eat well. But to me, at least, hunting is, it's all about everything. Everything you mentioned, the prep, the gear, making sure it's all lined out, having your rig set up so that you know it's reliable and everything's going to work easily so that you can just go and then uh, get out there and make some memories with your buddies, seeing things that, Heck, nowadays, with, with as deep as you got to go to go hunting, you're going to see terrain that most people don't even have a clue exists. Without really bow hunting, there's so many landscapes I would have never seen. I would have no business being there ever. And you're right. Like, there's a whole component to it that um, besides just trying to kill an animal and put meat in your freezer, feed your family, that's all good. Mm -hmm. But there's seriously some, some adventure. And for my personality, there's a test. There's a the physical, but more of a mental test. I hunt solo a lot of times. So for those who have never been out in the mountains by yourself, most people haven't been by themselves for more than six hours, let alone <laughs> a week. You get some time to think about some shit. And yeah. you, you know, if you got any skeletons in your closet, that's coming out and you get to <clears> kind of reflect. And honestly, I come out the other, out the other side a better version of Dan when I get some of that time in the mountains to, to kind of slow down and unplug. Yeah. And it's really tough to plug back in because we we run at a crazy pace we don't even realize. To it. Totally. And I, I think that for for everyone out there listening, and I, I've done this, I've done solo camping trips, and you know, the first one you do, you're like, Yeah, this is kinda this is awkward. But then you're like, Okay, there there's a certain serenity to it all and a certain growth that comes from it. So I would I would challenge any one of our listeners to plan themselves a solo camping trip, hunting trip, whatever, do something on your own where you are completely disconnected. There is no cellular. There's no sensory input from anything else. It is just you and your wherewithal camping. And I, I promise you, you're going to come out of that. Like you said, you're going to come out the other side like, wow, that was that was epic. I want to do it again. Well, it almost becomes like a drug. You get so addicted to it that if you've never done it before, it, it turns into one of the best feelings in the world when you're out there in the middle of nowhere by yourself. It, it's serene. It's peaceful, quiet. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Um, and wow, on your point too, let's like just calm down. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You, this, the screen time, honestly, yeah. if you were uh, to evaluate, you know, there's a way to go look at your phone and have it tell you the analytics of your screen time. Right. I don't even want to know. No. Honestly, I don't want to know, but I think everybody listening has a mobile device, has some sort of some screen, and it's in front of your face all the time. And it's not the real world. Put that shit down and go see some real stuff. Go yeah. do some epic stuff outside. And uh, by the way, 
make sure your uh, vehicle's doped out so it's reliable and yeah. you can get to some cool places. Right. Well, Which, it's going to let you get to places that the other guys can't. And that's really what we all want. And it was when we first originally were introduced to you, it was definitely a no brainer for us because you, you definitely hit all the marks in our uh, customer base, if you will. Um, from hunting to you've got a family, you got two little ones, right? Yes, sir. You love camping with them. They go on a lot of your adventures with you. Um, and you had this bone stock truck, grandpa we, truck. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. We felt bad. It's like, how are we going like, to partner gotta, with this we guy? We got to adopt this little, <laughs> we got to adopt this guy. We got to bring him on in here. Um, I tricked you guys. But, so I had a doped out TRD, like Tacoma, super, I mean, lifted and all the jazz. But dude. Uh, it was, cannot at fit the end of the day, it was, it was, in it. <laughs> it was a Toyota. Uh, I love Toyota. So you could put like one tote in a but sleeping I got bag. Like, I got like no room whatsoever. Right. And I'm, like when I go hunting, I'm literally like doing Tetris for those that know Tetris, trying to get totes to fit <laughs> yeah. just right. And remember what's in what tote. Right. And I'm wasting so much time and energy. I was, I literally got home from a month long September, like elk bender and I put my truck for sale. I like for sale and ended up just trading it in. And I wanted a three quarter ton. I didn't want a diesel because, uh, well, we'll talk about that later, but I didn't want a diesel, I wanted a gasser and uh, bought a stock work truck knowing that I would make you guys, <laughs> so I would seduce you guys into helping this <laughs> truck elevate. And quite honestly, I don't know if we're gonna talk about it, but. That truck's unbelievable right now. It's an eye catcher and it's uh it's so I'm so proud of it because we did it right. It we it's not about a rooftop tent, it's not about lighting a rack. It's about, okay, Dan, you need to get the suspension dialed first. Like you guys did it so right, so thorough, and I can't wait to talk about it because I'm I'm so confident with it now. Right. You know. Well, and that that's it. Like that's the thing. It's gotta it's gotta function first off better than it did from the factory. And, and second off, it has to fit what your end goals are, which are ease. Like anything, <clears throat> the easier something is, the more likely we are to do it. So anything you can do to make uh, time setting up camp or, or packing to go on a trip or, or anything else, making life easier, and especially with kids. Right. <laughs> it, uh, it's uh, going to make it more fun and more doable. So we took the truck. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, I think so. Good. Because it's, I mean, it's a convenience thing for you, right? It, it totally changed, at least to a certain extent, the way you were getting ready for these trips. You're getting ready to leave, what, in like six days for a month, month and a half? Yeah. All over the country. All over the country. And so we took your truck, bone stock, like you said, had a canopy on it. We yanked that off. We did a lightener rack. We did um, Tapui rooftop tent. Mm -hmm. How are you liking that so far? Because you've used it, right? Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I've already been to Nevada for seven days with it. Yeah, you're so all over the place. Yeah. So you got the rooftop tent now, which is new. You were prior to that, you were due to what ground tents? Yeah. So I bought that topper for that GMC, right? With the idea of to build something out of wood to sleep on top <laughs> right. and shove some stuff underneath, or potentially get a deck system. But uh, but prior to that, it was set up a two man tent and take it down. And I am kind of a weirdo. I move hunting spots daily right and so it's a lot of just wasted time which is like my number one commodity when i'm elk hunting totally and i'm squandering it taking down a tent and trying to put totes in a truck that's small and uh yeah i knew something needed to change right 
So we got sleeping taken care of. We also got the deck system. And you've got that loaded with all your goodies in there. How's that working out? Yeah, so the deck system for me is more of like a Murphy's Law deal. Like um, I'm a guy who always kind of likes to be pride myself on being at least prepared for worst case scenarios. Mm -hmm. um, expect to get a flat tire. Expect something to break on my dirt bike or whatever. So I always like to have tools. So I've actually dedicated both drawers to different tools, um, toe straps and just everything you th would possibly need so you can get out of these pretty remote areas. Right. And um, and then with the Lightner rack, you know, we put those- uh, The gear pods. The gear pods are huge for me. So They're I can killer. put a lot of my cooking food, like I'm eating dinner on the tailgate. So yeah. my jet boils there. Um, What's that fancy Timbo thing? Timbo test. Okay, oh, so man, the Timbo test, like, great. wow, why didn't I invent that? <laughs> right? Um, Aren't they killer? It's got to be one of your number one sellers. It is. Yeah. It's a big one for us. Um, yeah, so when I went camping, so as soon as we got the truck back from you guys, we went right to, pre. Uh, now I guess I'll say it, Priest Lake. It's ugly. Don't go there. Uh, it, it is. It's terrible. It's terrible. And it's ugly. <laughs> we went right to Priest Lake, and uh, we sponsored all our meals through that Timbo Tusk, and my wife's an amazing cook. And, uh, man, uh, the content to c capture content, like behind the scenes stuff, right. it is fun to, to shoot photos on that thing. Oh yeah. Your food comes out amazing. It looks cool. Uh, and it's super user-friendly. Yeah. Um, so easy to clean. I, all my pods have all my food stuff and it's on my driver's side. So like, I'm always, food's important yeah. and I like food. I like to eat. So it's all right there. And, uh, we're like twinsies. Yeah, man. Food is life. I like food. Speaking of food, somebody was late to the podcast today because they had to get food. I had to go get food. Where did you go? <laughs> I went to Albertsons. And you picked up a bowl of strawberries. <laughs> no, that was the follow-up. You to said the, bowl of strawberries. That's what it's <laughs> the follow-up to the, the protein. I'm starving. I'm, I'll get a bowl <laughs> of strawberries. I had four hard-boiled eggs. I had some chicken and I had some, uh, some veggies. And then that was like my, look at you keto. Sweet. <laughs> Caveman keto. What what are you? I don't know that I pay attention. I just like my proteins. I think the results speak for themselves. Uh, yeah. If you guys you know, on video obviously know, you can tell that two of me doesn't even equal one of this Haas. But uh, yeah, um, must be nice to be made of stone. Yeah, no, I'm not far from it. Like mostly marshmallow. <laughs> oh. So you're set up for storage, you're set up for sleeping. We've got the gear pods. You've got, speaking of tools and stuff to get you out of the situations, you're going into some, like you said, some pretty crazy backcountry backwoods that not a lot of people go to. So you got max racks on there, which hopefully you don't have to use, but if you do, they're awesome. I actually, we had some fun we, learning snow. how to use those in the snow. Yes. Well, what's the best, like, you know, let's do some tips, pro tips. Because uh, I, like I hit gumbo in Nevada. Well, I was down there early August. Yeah. It rained an inch while I was sleeping. Oh, wow. Didn't know it because I was in the Tupui. Just oh, yeah. sleeping. You were in the Lights suite. Out. I was in the Taj Mahal. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I get up the next day, break everything down, and I'm hitting the road. And I hit a stretch that literally I was in gumbo. And I was like, son of a gun, I'm going to have to Pretty use Pretty rowdy. <laughs> yeah, it was very rowdy. I had to stay on the throttle. And I was like, yeah, I have them, but I don't. Have I, do I know how to use them properly? <laughs> so what's the pro tip for that? And do you want to use them? Because it's muddy out there. Oh, yeah. You might get your, ruin your boots. I like to just pin it to win it. Personally, <laughs> but that's why Cooper does not have max tracks. Yeah, I'm like, trip. nope, that's Overrated. extra weight. Uh, <laughs> they weigh nothing. They weigh nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing with the max tracks, one, you can use them as shovels, which, especially in the snow, we found out was very helpful. So very. if you just 
because they're concave, you flip them around and you can move a lot of snow in a short period of time. Yeah. So use them as a shovel. And then we found it works best if you, if you only have two to use them, I guess it kind of depends on your situation, but we, we found in the snow, it was best to use them on the same side. That makes yeah. sense. Well, <clears throat> no, we tried that. Um, you have to use them in either the front or in the rear. Unless you got four. Unless you have lockers. Right. Or mm. lockers. Because you're open, open. Otherwise, you put them on the same side and oh, it spins the other tire, which right. was the problem we had. However, we found that if we dug a lot for the rear tire with them and then threw them under the front, it would get itself up on top of the snow again. And then he might be able to carry on. Because when, when you're in the snow, the key is like you it all comes down to wheel speed and control. Like you go too fast, they dig in and sink. You go <clears throat> too slow and you're like, we just took an hour and a half to go 100 feet. That sucked. So finding that happy medium between it all. And the heavier the rig, obviously, that changes the, the speed. He was in the Raptor all geeked out. And, of course, I was in punk Super lightweight. Like super lightweight. So I just like floated over everything. everything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, so uh, when are you guys putting the Hellcat in my truck, by the way? <laughs> oh, no, that's a different truck. Oh, okay. Different truck. okay. Sorry. I didn't mean when you have the elk-shaped TRX. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> so we got you squared away there. Um, really excited to see. You, you guys are going to see a ton of content with us and Dan um, coming down the pipeline. But obviously, we were not going to let the truck leave without hitting the suspension, wheels, and tires. Yeah. So we lifted that a little bit, which ReadyLift makes some really cool kits now. If you guys haven't checked out ReadyLift recently, they kind of, what would you say, last year kind of redesigned everything, came oh, out with some been, new stuff. It's been a couple, couple of years. years, but I don't know that they've uh, they've been pushing it all too much. And it, it's all, you know, quality stuff. It totally. keeps everything all right in, in check with where it's supposed to be so that you get that improved ride quality. And and the components are beefy. Like they it are. Had, it had matching upper upper arms to make up for the extra height so that the angles wouldn't jack up the, the ball joints on the on the arms had the, the right torsion keys it had everything that was needed so that we could put everything right where it was supposed to be and not take away from the ride characteristics like right. the overall goal was to make that thing ride smooth better than it was um fit the bigger tires and uh, keep it as low as possible so it was stable because we knew that this is <clears throat> this is more of a base camp vehicle not a get to the destination vehicle so yeah i'm like literally going to be like living and breathing out of that truck like when i get back to the truck wherever i'm at it's kind of like back to the camp i made it and uh i just need to depend on it man like i have a lot vested in these hunts and uh when i see that truck in the in the headlamp at nine o'clock at night after a long ass 14 hours of elk hiking we'll call it elk hiking i'm pretty stoked that that thing's gonna work i'm gonna be able to get the tent out get the food ready and be able to like recover regenerate and jump into the next day and do it all over again until i get it done right and we did the so in addition to the ready lift kit we got the method wheels we got the niddle ridge grappler tires which is an awesome all-terrain tire um you get tons of traction on off the road um what are you looking forward to the most other than big picture what's the thing on your truck currently that you are most excited about as far as in relation to elk shape um so elk shape is about creating a lifestyle that uh you leverage 
your passion for elk hunting right to create a better version of yourself so for me knowing that september is when elk hunting happens and it's extremely finite it comes and goes and it's nothing's promised i don't know how many septembers i have left in my life um, i know that in order for me to hunt my best and leave my two little kids and my beautiful wife at home that my stuff at home needs to be dialed right and uh that's a whole nother podcast but shortly briefly it's it's a lot of communication right and it's a lot of sacrifice on their half and so because they're doing that for me i'm trying to be intentional and take them on as many trips as possible in the summer because that's their september their right. september is june july august and so the rooftop tent and just the fact that we don't have to pull a tent trailer a camper a fifth wheel have you guys ever pulled one of those into oh it's oh, not yeah. fun like they're not meant to, <laughs> no. to go to cool epic places no. so you guys that enabled us to be more spontaneous we're super blessed to live in an area that's got a lake or a mountain in every direction right and so long answer but i can kind of be more spontaneous with my family and create more memories and kind of like fill their tanks up, fill, you know, put more deposits of time and, and love so that it's not as big a burden when I do leave in September. Right. And, and to me, that's like the overwhelmingly positive thing about the build was the fact that it, it impacted my family as well in sure. a great way. Totally. Which is awesome because everyone here, Cooper's got three kids. I got two. Brian's got two. Most of our companies got kiddos here. And Cooper and I were talking about this the other day, pretty much every weekend we're doing something with the kids, whether it's camping or just wheeling. Um, so again, another reason why I'm super excited that you're one of our brand ambassadors. Um, and you said you are getting ready. September's around the corner. Yeah. Yes, it is. So you're getting ready to leave. Where are you headed? You got a big trip coming up, don't you? Yeah. So if you want to know where I'm going, just look for my truck because <laughs> no, now it's no, don't tell them where you're going. It's got all the cool stuff on it. You're going to be in I'll give you Florida. States. I'll give you states. I'm going yeah. to Miami. I got Idaho and then I'm going to Idaho. Idaho is a big state. Back to yeah, back hunts. Big, big one. Back one. Uh, <laughs> and Idaho is my favorite state, by the way. Uh, then we're going to head to New Mexico. Very cool. I'm going to come up here to Washington. Mm way over there on that stinkier side of the state and then <laughs> we're gonna go to texas and then arizona and then i'm gonna hope that i'm still married when <laughs> i get back to settle but no uh just all over out west very cool does your wife do any hunting with you she does hunt archery deer here in washington oh very cool yep um she's very much a whitetail hunter uh she's into it not my jam, but so it's it works out really well. You don't like the white tails? Um, I'll do it. Yeah, I, I did until I had elk, oh, and then I'm like, meat's not why, a comparison. Why, why, why am I wasting my time on right. that? You gotta like, like the pigeons six of deer the... to equal an elk, <laughs> yes. right? How many you gotta, I mean, well, and the taste like oh, yeah. I have yet, I have yet to catch a deer that doesn't taste like super gamey. <laughs> I, catch a deer? No, I don't know. About many, you. I just catch them like many, you get them by the neck, <laughs> you just hang on to them. You could do that yet to catch a deer <laughs> that doesn't taste good. Oh boy. Um, so I still eat it. But it's gamey. So prior to um, these, <laughs> these trips that you're doing, um, which I'm super stoked on. So you got the truck all dialed in ready for this trip. Um, that's the other thing I want to point out. You're driving to all these locations, correct? Uh, yeah. In that's the truck. Camp. So that's, what's really cool. Um, like us, he's going to use and abuse all this equipment. We're going to get tons of feedback, lots of content. So make sure you guys stay tuned 
for that stuff. But in addition to you going out, getting your content, because I know you got a YouTube channel, podcast. Um, when do you do your camps? Are those typically summertimes? Yeah, we try to do them first quarter. Okay. Um, just because September is in, you know, that third quarter-ish time of the year. So the back half of the year, we want to do them as early as possible. Sure. Uh, we have a mantra, separation is in the preparation. And I feel like if we do these camps, these elk-shaped camps earlier in the year, we can give these athletes, I call them athletes, but they're hunters, but whatever. I give them as much time as possible to kind of follow the blueprint we create for them. So our premise of camp is like, come to camp as you are. You don't have right. to be, you could be brand new, a veteran. Um, we're going to identify your weaknesses. I'm going to sniff them out. <laughs> and once I identify them, I'm going to create a blueprint so that you spend the majority of your time working on your weaknesses, which is we as humans tend to gravitate away from weaknesses. Totally. We're like, oh, I suck at that. I ain't doing that. And right. so I come in there and say, uh-uh. You're going to work on all the shit you suck at dot com. That is your home website. You're going to that daily. Right. And uh, it's awesome. So the more time they have to prepare for the year. And that's the cool thing about elk hunting. It's like most people can't just kind of like half ass it and kind of do it. You kind of got to be all in right. to do it proper. Uh, if you want elk meat on the menu yeah, consistently, you, right. you got to get you got to commit. Otherwise, it's um well, like I said, about one or two every 10 years is the average. So if for the people out there watching this, if they were like, you know what, that's I want to get into that. How do, how do they sign up? It's super simple. You just go to my website and sign up for a camp near you. We're doing only four next year. We chose four locations based on who could host the best experience. So we're working with Vortex Optics. Right on. We're doing an HQ there probably the biggest bow shop in all of the lower 48 in Oregon. We're going to be doing it there. And then one of the companies I work with NUMA, we're doing it in Texas. Have you guys spent much time in Texas? No, very little. You should spend more time. So if Texas had mountains, I'd live there. It's just the weather, the people. They have, they have elk in Texas. There's a few. They got zebras as well. Mm. And cheetahs and what? They There's got a bunch of exotics. Wild. Uh, they got bacon running wild all over. They got everything. There. Wait, you tell me. That, sorry, there's wild zebras running around in Texas. So when you're in Texas, there's not there's like this much public land, like nothing, hardly any, and so everything's private. And there's gotcha. huge ranches, mm -hmm. and a lot of animals have been imported in, and these fences don't always secure all these animals. So there is literally a year-round season on <laughs> that's crazy exotics. So. Um, down in the southern part of Texas, there's Neil Guy, which is a delicious large antelope. Uh, you got, yeah, you got, you got more. Well, I guess you got more lions and tigers and crazy stuff like that people have brought in that are just in Texas. They wow. hop the fence and <laughs> they hop Every, the fence. Everything's That's, bigger in Texas. I guess so. Texas I had no is clue. A great state, man. So interesting. We're going to Texas, and then we're also going to um, Utah, Salt Lake City. Is kind of a nice central place for I tracked a lot of people on the East Coast. Right. Because they can't go scouting for elk on the weekends in the mountains. They can't um, expect to know it all by living in Virginia. Now, there's some exceptions to the rule, but majority of our campers are coming from the East Coast. So we like to keep it kind of on this side of the right. country so they can see some of the mountains. We can do some of our training there and and then get exposed to altitude and, and shooting their weapon at altitude and 
understand, look up and be like, okay, I'm signing up to work really hard. So what I'm actually selling is hard work and right. hopefully people show up and get ready to get after it. And it's more than just fitness too, right? You do other things like techniques and it's basically a personal and, development right. camp disguised as an elk hunting camp. Um, I don't give a shit if anyone kills an elk. Now they, I'm going to definitely help their odds, right. but I'm here to teach them how to create a better lifestyle centered around elk hunting. I want them waking up early. I want them prioritizing their nutrition, their fitness, the trajectory of their lifestyle. I want, I want them to be time chasers. I want them to, if they got a crappy nine to five job, that's a dead end. I want to inspire them to quit and create their own job or work a side hustle and create uh, a lifestyle where you're chasing time, not dollars. And uh, we do fiscal fitness. We actually talk about finances and hunt budgeting and how to stay out of debt and how to invest your money. Like, like we're coming at you from every possible angle so that you leave that camp exposed, but with a blueprint on how to create a new amazing lifestyle that also involves having elk meat on the menu. Yeah, I like that. Elk meat's always good to have. Oh, on man. The it's fairly menu. decent. It's way <laughs> better than white tail that you caught. <laughs> that you caught. You caught. Way <laughs> hormone free, way <laughs> drug free, mm -hmm. natural, found in nature. Yes. Uh, healthy. And uh, I'm all about that carnivore. I totally. Like it. Yep. And the website's elkshape.com. Yes, sir. That easy, that yeah. simple. Piece of cake. Dan Staten. And you got a, you got a, quite a few experts on your team, right? You got five or six other guys that yep we bring an army on the yep on the camps very cool i'm excited man like i said we just got this truck just got wrapped today so it's officially done you leave in like six days to go on this awesome adventure looking forward to the content um where can people check you out other than elkshape.com you got a podcast you got a youtube channel yep podcast youtube instagram facebook etc etc just look up elk shape. all elk shape we're, we're there cool i don't awesome. have a pinterest I don't have um, a Pinterest. It's not. Um, we don't. I, yeah, I don't, we do. Well, I guess we do. We've got my wife has Pinterest, <clears throat> and uh, my checkbook I'll reflects have to that. Okay. Pin it that I go back and look at that. Yeah, <laughs> on, on Pinterest, a Pinterest. That's thing. the only thing I know about it too is my wife because ship it's, lap. It's like, oh, look at this. You could do this whole wall of wood, and I'm like, no, no, no. I don't like the DIY no. category in Pinterest. Not a fan. Cost me a they lot need of money. A, they need a DIY like automotive section. Ooh. in the hunting section so we can yeah. just rebuttal those like oh you want that wall i want this turbo, turbo. <laughs> <laughs> look at that i want um, this set of 40 inch tires <laughs> yes well like i said super stoked to have you on board dan um if you guys want to check out more about dan um we will have a link on our website with an ambassador page that will have his bio uh also coming out very soon if it's not video. it'll probably already be out by the time this podcast airs oh it's good in podcast years but yeah we did a whole build video with you um being that dan's local it was really cool because we got to sit down with him kind of pick his brain on what he wanted um yeah it's gonna be cool fun adventure teaming up with him there's gonna be lots of really cool content coming down the pipeline again dan staten at elk shape thanks for coming in my guy hey um for all the listeners out there if someone could uh Email in to uh, info at uh, americasoffroadpodcast.com to remind Kyle to go set up game camps with Dan. That would be awesome. <laughs> if you could just set that reminder for him. And if you do that, we're going to send you a T-shirt. Well, unfortunately, no one's – you can't You can't even get the pod or the email right. Oh, see? See? Go ahead. I don't have to give away a shirt then. Email info at podcast. It's 
podcast at offroad. That's Parks. what I said. You said info. I said podcast. Ed. The kids understand. Hey, ask the them. They ask know them. what I'm saying. Play it back. DM. Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming in, Dan. Uh, looking forward to working with you, doing some sweet trips with your family. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. going to be fun. And hopefully you love the truck and it will take care of you on this trip. This I'm excited. Journey. I'm excited. We need to get you back in here after this. Yep. Yeah. So that you can tell us how it all worked and, and where we need to improve. Because I've already got ideas on what he needs. Wench? <clears throat> yes, for sure. Um, but uh, above and beyond that, I think he needs onboard air and air down Ooh. tools so that we can get them all dialed in. And you had me thinking about it when you were talking about the mud because tire pressure is like everything. And if you're getting out there in the woods um, anyway and you just want to smooth out that ride a little bit more anyway, dropping tire pressure is a game changer. Yes. Sold. I'm Sign me up. But then I, you just push a button and fill them up. right back up. You don't have to drive flat all the way till you get to a Where gas station you? or something. Where were you during the planning phase? <laughs> I told him they let it slip. That's Kyle for you. He let it slip. Oh my God. Unbelievable. That's next. Hey, I went with the things that are important. Did you want air or did you want to sleep? Yeah, that's true. That's See? true. No, honestly, <laughs> uh, I got to... I'd be I'd be disappointed if I didn't take the time on this podcast to say thank you to Brian, to Coop, to Kyle, and the team, the, the guys behind the wrenches and the media team. Oh, yeah. We got a great guys, marketing team. Um, I'm humbled. I'm honored to have your logo on my tailgate. I'm serious. Um, I'm super impressed. This is a top shelf operation. And I'm not just saying that. So I really appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Well, thank you. We're stoked to have you on board. And then, yeah, when you come back next time, I just uh, would assume that we'll be having little elk treats on the table. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. I believe that. Of elk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good luck to you, sir, on your upcoming trip and your hunts. And again, if you guys want to check out what Dan is doing at Elk Shape, go to elkshape.com or check him out. He's got a really awesome podcast. I'm a hunter myself. I've listened to several of the episodes. He's got really good content over there. So make sure you guys go check that out. And until then, we'll see you next time on America's Off-Road Podcast. Booyah. See you guys.